Welcome to Culture Eats Strategy. Eats Strategy. With your host, entrepreneur Jamie J. Jamie J. On this podcast, we unpack the most powerful, intangible culture. Culture. Culture is way more than a mission statement or words on a wall. It's how a company behaves. It's what informs every decision, action, and reaction. Culture is the invisible hand, the true north that guides every organization. And if you create a legendary culture, you will build a legendary company. A legendary company. Now, here he is, Jamie J. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Eats Strategy with yours truly, Jamie J. And I want to take a quick moment for our sponsor. In, in, in all fairness, sponsors our company, Bottleneck. If you are having challenges in your day-to-day operations, those mundane details seem to just keep dragging you down, got to go check out bottleneck.online and see if maybe a personal virtual assistant might be helpful for you and or your business as you grow. Okay, shameless plug is done. We're going to be talking to Yakir Markowitz today and I'm pretty excited about this. He and I met, we were introduced uh, by a mutual friend um, and a coach, which I can't wait to go into a little bit because, uh, you know, me and my systems and processes type thing and what an important what an important thing it is to have systems and processes in place in order to have a productive, a good culture, company culture. So we will be dumping into that. But let me, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Yakir first. He's very happily married to his wife. Uh, he always says, uh, I don't know how he <laughs> pulled it off, but he got her. Hey, I, I feel the same exact way. <laughs> they have five you, great can you re- kids. Can you yes? repeat that? So she, I want to make sure she hears that. Oh, that's fantastic. I will repeat that too. He's very happily married to his wife. And he always says he doesn't know, he doesn't know how he pulled it off. But he, he did it. He did it. Good for you. Um, so they have five kids, ranging from one to nine years old. Uh, wow. Uh, they, it spends a lot of time with his family. His life vision is always in front of him. And he tries to keep him focused along the way. Uh, and he has set up a lot of long-term goals. And this is really important for everybody out there. Um, not only long-term goals. This is why, and, and I'm going off off track here a little bit, uh, and and. I will touch on base on this a little bit for you here, but one of the biggest, one of the biggest challenges that we have um, is that we mix our life and our work. And there's this word that's appeared called work-life balance. Please take that out of your uh, language. Please just get rid of that. It's all about your life. And you got to take care of yourself first because if you can't take care of yourself, how, you, how in the world are you going to take care of your family? How in the world are you going to take care of your company? How in the world are you going to be able to do anything? Life balance. That's what I say, life balance. And I'm really glad that you care uh, stated this. Um, so actually the backbone and drive of his business is long-term goals. And it helps keep him in check. Um, so it's not hard to get lost in the day-to-day. Uh, uh, and <clears throat> he is uh, the owner of an incorporated commercial roofing company. Uh, called. Is it called High Arc? Is that how you pronounce it? Yep, you got it. Yep. And he's had it for about two years. Um, pretty amazing. He's pretty dang successful. You'll hear it here in a second. Um, and the first best move 
was to hire a business consultant or coach. I uh, cannot recommend this enough. Uh, consultants, coaches, masterminds, always find another set of eyeballs, another set of ears, another brain uh, that you can use as a sounding board. Uh, it, it will make immense uh, difference in your business. And since then, uh, he's worked with his consultant for two to three hours every week. Uh, he says that's about the smartest move he's, he's made in business. Uh, gross sales over $2 million in his first year. Flipping amazing. And uh, he started a commercial roof in Connecticut, and we've expanded, he's expanded to five states. So uh, this is really, really cool. Uh, his core value is reliability, and uh, his clients simply love him. So <laughs> this is pretty dang cool. Uh, without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Yakir. Yakir, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jimmy. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And I'm, yeah, we spoke last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I've been excited about this to have this opportunity. So thank you for having us. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited to learn a little bit of it. Now, now, this is culture strategy. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Peter Drucker, uh, who wrote the book Culture Eats Strategy for Breakfast. Definitely go out there and buy that book. It's an amazing book. But we're talking about culture here. Now, Yakir, uh, I wonder if maybe we can start off by um, you telling me what you feel culture is to you. Um, how I feel it's beneficial or what, no, what, what does culture mean to you? Um, I guess it's more, you know, feeling, feeling part of a, a greater, a greater cause being part mm -hmm. of a greater cause, something that's enjoyable, a good cause that you happen to be part of, um, and being part of that. That's what I would, I would say it means. I love that. So your core value and, and some people have more. Uh, it just Aside, kind of, we actually, I'm sorry, I, I said that we have, we do have a few core values. Reliability is actually, uh, I don't know if that's the, that's the focus word, I would say, more than the, the core values. Um, I did, it was actually, you know, that, that, that should be corrected. Our focus word would be reliability. We have a bunch of other core values also. Okay, perfect. So I, I, I love the fact that you said there's a bigger picture right? We call that in, in my company, Bottleneck, we call that the ripple effect. There is a bigger thing than just us. I not only look to have a local impact, a regional impact, a national impact, but I look to have a global impact. How can I achieve that? How can I help others out? And it sounds to me, you're on a trajectory right now of doing something very similar to that. And I love the fact that reliability, I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit about um, your growth and, and how that came to be. Yeah, sure. So I'll, I started off, I was in the construction industry a couple of years ago, working for a good friend of mine, a cousin of mine, a great guy. Um, but I saw we were doing kind of, you know, jack of all trades. And I'm very, I like to be very uh, laser focused. I like to, I like to grow things. I like to accomplish. I like to do things right. Um, so much so that like when, when other people are doing the, uh, I, I try not, through my coach, actually, I've learned to limit my micromanaging, um, which I see, you know, but it is something like whenever I see, you know, for example, I see people doing, you know, washing the dishes. I'm like, I could wash those same dishes better in a quarter amount of time, you know? So I'm always like, always looking to up it. And I, I learned to keep my mouth shut now. And I just, you know, um, <laughs> good for you. That's, that's a that's tough a thing whole, to do, right? <laughs> exa exactly. You know, it's, it's a, it's a whole separate story, but you know, I mean, and, and one, it's one of the things I've learned through my coaches that, you know, if someone else could do it at 80%, you want to offload it onto someone else better. So yeah, you could do your dishes uh, maybe better. If they could accomplish it 80%, then 
by all means, because that gives you the opportunity to work on the, the greater the greater picture. Um, so anyways, I was in this uh, construction company and I realized I wanted to be, get, you know, focus on one industry where we could really learn it, understand it. Um, and at that point, just, you know, by the couple of roofing jobs that came our way, I thought that the, the roofing industry, residential roofing industry was a, a, a good industry to get into uh, for a bunch of different reasons. You know, I mean, we were doing, uh, when you're doing renovations, we were doing commercial fit outs, we were doing everything, a little bit of everything. And, uh, you know, if, if you're redoing someone's bathroom, okay, you imagine the amount of details that have to go into constructing a bathroom. There's so many different details. There's, you know, there's the electric, there's the hardware, there's, it's a whole laundry list. And then after you're all said and done, it's the place that people are sitting and they're staring at the wall for hours on end and they're going to find every single little, what they think is a mistake. You know, you're just, it's just, it's, it's, it's such a headache, you know, for such a yeah. small uh, margin. So I said, let's get into the roofing industry. We could, it's, it's a very simple process. Um, and we could learn it, understand it and, and do it right and provide that service for my clients. Um, so actually I, that's what I did. I partnered up with this, uh, my friend of mine who I was working for. Um, and then I saw we got a couple of commercial jobs that came our way and he wasn't, didn't care to, to grow the business as much as I did. And he gave me his blessing to go off on my own, uh, which was wow. a, a blessing that he did that. Um, that, you know, he's, he's a totally chilled out guy and he was, he's like, yeah, you know, do what you want. No problem. You know? Um, and before I remember, you know, two and a half years ago, before I made that move, I went into another acquaintance. And I asked the sequence, I said, do you know, I said, before I go off on my own, like opening up a business is not a joke. You know, it's, I got, I got put food on the table. It's the real deal. Do you have someone that I could talk this out with? And I was recommended to this uh, consultant coach. Um, I had a half hour call with her and I saw that she looked like she was very on her game and uh, I, I retained her services and uh, it's the best thing that I did at that point, you know, right away in my first conversation with her. We, you know, we figured out if it's an opportunity worth pursuing. That was the first thing we did. An OWP is what she calls it. Um, however, she does it. It's a pretty what, simple. What does she call it? An OWP, opportunity worth pursuing. Oh, Meaning okay. before you even go into business, she's, she's not going to try and, she doesn't want you to, to push you along to doing a business, trying to grow a business, which is bound to fail. So first you say, okay, what's your lifelong goal? And then how much? Is that going to, in order to accomplish those goals in life, how much money are you going to need at the end of your life in 10 years and three years and one year and in one year? So in one year, you need to make 150 grand. Okay. That means you're going to have to do X amount of jobs. Do you have that? Is that, is that capable in year one? You know, and, and very, and basically I went through that, um, uh, what's it called? That a process with her. Um, and it looked like it was an opportunity we're pursuing. It made sense. Uh, that first, the same in that first conversation we had, we realized she opened up my eyes to a very simple. Um, now I see it very simply um, to stay away from residential and go just in commercial. Okay, and there's many different reasons why I focused on commercial, um, but simply the, the biggest factor is that one job is ten to twenty times more than a residential job. Mm. You know, so it gives you more. I had more opportunity to focus on my clients' needs instead of just trying to get the job done and go on to the next because I need to do. 20 times amount of jobs. Because you're doing the same thing. You're just doing, a, you're, you're doing exactly. less. On a much bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the, the, the quant, right. The, 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 I'm able to put all my efforts into my, that client. If I have five, 10, 20 clients, instead of having 500 to 2,000 clients, you know, it gives me much more opportunity to catch every nuance. 
Um, and we did that. And it's been a great, great ride the past two years. I mean, I always thank God. I'm a, you know, an Orthodox Jew. And we pray three times a day. And I am so grateful for the past, obviously my whole life, but the past two years have been so awesome for me. You know? Congratulations. So what? So reliability, I, I'm coming back to that. Um, it sounds like, you know, the last thing you put there, you know, that that I found is your clients love you. And I have a feeling that has to do with reliability, but it also based on what you just said, uh, you have the time to spend with them um, to kind of uh, hold them and kind of bring them along in the process and build those relationships. This is culture, in my opinion. Ah, okay. You're saying so culture, not just internal culture with me and my employees, talking about culture as the whole yeah. business. So, oh, okay. so you look at, so if I were to look at somebody that I had to sit back and I watch them, um, it could be somebody in a super fancy suit or, you know, well-to-do person. And I will not bring them into my organization or have them as a client. And this is a hypothetical. Um, if they talk to uh, a peer one way, and then maybe a waiter comes over. Not to say that waiters are bad. I absolutely love waiters. I was a waiter myself. Um, but, but, but they talk to the waiter, talk down to them. That type of person is not going to be someone that I want to surround myself with. So I want to surround myself with unbelievable. And the way we make decisions in Bottleneck, by the way, we make it for the, for the company first. Is this good for the company? The second is, is it good for the staff? And the third is, is it good for the client? And the reason why is if the company is not healthy, we're not going to be able to take care of the staff. Staff's not going to be happy. How in the heck do I expect them to do good and do right by us for our clients? Right? So we all have that decision-making process moving forward with that in mind. So you said you've been blessed, right? The last two years has just been incredible. What is it that you do for your clients to make them love you so much? Uh, send them donuts. Yeah, that works. So, so you're working with a lot of police stations. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I, what I've, we've actually done, one of the things I've done is actually I hired, a, I, have, I have someone who actually went out and interviewed a bunch of my clients, you know, and they were happy to, to give me that time to give me feedback. And she was able to rip them apart and to get a deep understanding. And what's come, what comes about, and I pretty much, this is what I thought, so they just confirmed my, what I thought, is the, 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 the industry is looking for people that they are reliable in the sense that, first of all, that they could trust, okay? There's, there's a lot of people out there that are just looking to just make a buck, okay? And they'll do it at the expense of their customers and clients, okay? I have my business set up in a way where I'm not desperate to get a job, okay? Because my overhead is so minimal, Okay. And this is one of the things that I, the reason why I set up my business like this. Okay. I have, I, I subcontractor out all my jobs. So my payroll is, is really minimal. I'm much, I have a, I'm much more able to be focused on really giving them what they need. I've gone cal more often than not, we'll go down to a roof. Um, and I'll tell my clients, Hey, you don't need a new roof over here. They got three different proposals from other roofers for a new roof and hire comes along. is like, Hey, you don't need a new roof. They're like, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah. Now, why do I do that? Because 
obviously my, the greater goal is we build a relationship. Okay. We don't just build roofs. I like to say we build relationships. I'm, mm. I know I'm going to get, I'm going to get the next job from them, but the clients know when they reach out to me, they know they're being, t- first of all, they know there's the honesty and the integrity. And then once we give them a roof, we give them the best roof for them. Okay. Because we have access to all different types of commercial roofs out there. I don't install only one type of roof. Okay. A lot of roofers, commercial roofers are focused on one specific membrane and one specific install process because I don't do that. And however, I have my business set up in a way that I'm able to install every type of roof out there. I'm not limited to give my clients what works for me. It all works for me. Mm-hmm. You, you even if you don't need a roof, it works for me also. We'll get you on the next one. Not a problem. You know, but they know that I'm going to give them what makes sense for them mm-hmm. because I'm not driven by just keeping my guys busy and installing it the way we install it. Okay. On top of that, they love the fact that we, I keep communication is key. Okay. That's one of our core values is communication. Okay. And they, all my clients appreciate that so much. We keep constant communication. You know, however, I always ask at the start of a job, I send out a form for them to fill out a very quick form, not to fill out. They just click on a couple of things. Um, and one of the things I ask is how would you guys like to be um, informed throughout the job? Tell me what works for you. Cause we work around it. Do you want to do it through text message, email, phone, WhatsApp, Whatever you want, we're going to work around you. Okay, tell us how you want it, how often you want it, and who in your company wants to be on the updates. The okay? point person, and, yeah. And they, and we'll we'll send it out to five people to give you updates, and they know exactly what's going on. What they know exactly, you know, people. No one gets up on the roof. You know, when you have a this large roof in a commercial building, imagine companies don't get up on the roof. We work in the nursing home industry. People don't get up on the roof ex- except the maintenance director. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the guy that's paying the bill, okay, they're in an office somewhere in some other state. They don't know what's going on and they want to know they have, it's a large, it's a large project. We're able to send them every other day or twice a week, whatever, however many we do for that client, we send them updates exactly what's going on. We have videos and pictures. We do fine. We do drone videos and it gives them a real good knowledge of what's going on. They know that we're on top of our game. That shows them, that gives them the comfort that we're really taking care of stuff. And right when you think you're communicating enough, you communicate a little bit more is what mm-hmm. I get. You get the drone videos and you get, you know, exactly. update. I love that. I love that. You, so, you, so you have reliability, you have communication. What are some of your other core values? Um, so reliability, again, is not really one of the core values. That's more the, the, the focus word. Um, but we like to wow the client. We always under-promise and over-deliver. Um, we try to, you know, I'll tell, always tell my clients however long the job is supposed to take, and there's always things that, are, that go on. You know, the weather, there's so many different things that, that throw things throw us off. I always like to say it's going to take 21 days when I know it's going to take 14 days, okay? And then they find out, you know, they're prepared for the worst. And all of a sudden, two-thirds through the 21 days, I'm like, hey, guys, we're, we're just about done. And they're so happy, you know? So we always like to under-promise, over-deliver. And it comes along with, even after the fact, it comes with the warranty, going back to the site when there's issues on the roof, if there's any questions about, where things done correctly or there's any mistakes or there's they're having leaks which happen all the time um thank god to all the hvac guys that come onto our roofs and do what they have to do on the roof you know but that's that's the industry um yeah. but we we get calls for that okay and i we're able to get on that roof quicker than anyone else again because i have that time okay we're able to send my i know what's important to my clients and we take care of that so i never tell them that we're going to be there right away and we end up getting there quicker than we say we're going to get there so we have that wowing the client, um, which I see now it's more, it, that's really how you just build that, that relationship. You don't need to wow them. Um, I see now over the past little bit, 
I haven't updated my core values, which I, I should have the time to update that a little bit. But it's not so much wowing the client. Um, that, that's what we did to get our foot in the door, okay? But I see really they just want that consistent reliability. That's what they want, someone that they can trust, that communicates with them. And very key for a lot of my clients is professional. Um, a lot of times you're dealing with roofers um, and roofers just are a little bit more, we'll call it rough around the edges, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that I'm able to bring to what I communicate with my clients, let's say a management company, okay? So they work with their clients, okay? But they trust me to interact with their clients. They don't, and that takes the headache away from them. They say, yeah, Kira, go down there and deal with the client. They don't need to bring, the, the management company themselves don't need to come there and deal with it. They trust me and my team to deal with the clients directly because we have that professional and professionalism comes out, of course, in our contracts. I mean, I go over our contracts and now I thank God other people doing that for me. We are crossing our T's and dotting our I's like no one's business. You know, I won't, you'll never find, I don't want to say you'll never find, but an extra period you won't find in our contract, you know, because and same thing with our emails. I always tell my people, uh, I, I, I try to train them and we, we do this together. Our interactions with the clients are through those emails and those contracts. If they don't see 100% high level quality there, they start at least subconsciously questioning uh, what's going on on the roof, mm. you know? So keep it professional. And of course, my nature is passion. I'm a passionate guy and I'm positive and our clients love that also. So I always look for that when I'm hiring now, um, specifically, it's one of the things I look for because I know that people enjoy that. They enjoy the they enjoy the passion, and I love what I'm doing. And people 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 take to that. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's contagious. Right. Yeah, that's fantastic. I I love that. You know, I think it's important for uh, as a business leader, business owner, uh, team manager, whatever it is. I think it's really important to really understand what the core values are, and this is a big thing in hiring. Uh, <clears throat> Like Christopher Lockhead says, you know, your core values or your mission, your vision, it's not just words on a wall. It's way more than that. It's the true north. It's, it's how it's these core values, this culture, if you will, it guides you and it propels you to make decisions that are based on a similar shared belief system, in my opinion. And so whether it's clients, whether it's your staff, whatever it is, if you can portray what you just talked about uh, through your reliable focus measure, uh, your reliability focus measure, um, that, that in my opinion is why you're scaling so quickly. That's why you're growing so quickly. And frankly, you can tell that you're loving it. You know, you just smile when you talk about it. That's fantastic. And you're right. It is flipping contagious. Like it is really contagious. Much in the same way that a toxic culture can be bad. You go, you, you know, as we're talking right now, if you're just listening to this, uh, you can't see the video. Um, but yeah, Yakir's office, he has a, the, the water cooler right behind him. A lot of people get around that water cooler. And what I love to be able to do is just like you is, it's not micromanage. Let people go off and do their own thing. And if they're going to be talking, let's hear them talk about good fun stuff. It's when that toxic thing starts creeping in that spreads like a virus. Um, it, and all it takes is one thing, like one person to complain about something. I nip that in the bud really quick. 
We don't, we don't have any of that here. And if we do, we address it straight away. But we don't do it in a negative manner. We do it in a real positive manner. How do you deal with challenges like that? That's great, actually. It reminds me. Um, so we, based through my coach, consultant, okay, which I spend probably 70% of my time talking to her about emotional intelligence, okay? Ooh. As much as we spend time on the systems and the processes, we're focusing a lot on my interactions with my clients and my employees, Okay, and even some of my personal stuff because all it all plays out, and that's really the key to everything. Um, but I know I learned from her, you know, right away. I, you know, I, I had I had one employee that wasn't he wasn't performing, and another one of my employees saw that. Okay, but I, I, she told me right away, like never talk about one employee to another employee. Okay, even just like in passing. Okay, because that that shows that creates a toxic environment because then the other the employee who you're talking to doesn't have that trust in you anymore she doesn't know what you're talking about behind her back um and i learned that i learned that um i not with any mistakes but i just learned that very quickly thank god um and you know we run meetings every single week i, I meet with all my employees separately okay um thank god because the business is not so big i'm able to meet all my employees not that many of them um and the first thing we do before anything I want to hear something positive from them. Nothing related to work. I have one guy, my 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 rock star uh, coordination manager. Every every week, I ask him for something positive. He starts off talking about his kid. He's always and which is Aww. great. It's it's always his positive, you know. Um. So what that does that creates the positive, you know, vibes. Okay. Then when I do have to help someone refocus or get back on track, or I have to, um, you know, put in a you know a comment about something, I'm able to do that because we have so many poker chips already in the bank, okay, that I'm able to give him that feedback as long as it's done the right way. And quickly, there's ways to give feedback also. And uh, I, I'm always asking, I said, tell me what I, I always ask every week. What could I do to make your life better? Is there any challenges that you're coming across from me? What what could I do as as, as your, your your team leader? And it's, it's always, uh, you don't, I'm wide open. I want to hear it because I know if they're happy, like you said, if they're happy, my clients will be happy, you know? And and that just keeps that alone by offering that opportunity for them to talk. That alone keeps them happy. You know, well, they feel empowered, right? They feel like, yeah. wow, my my voice can be heard. It it counts. What a, what a great feeling. And that's I say leadership. And I say don't you don't have to wait for meetings if it's something that you feel like you got to get off your chest now. Let me know. Give me a call. Send me an email. I'm always here. And I I always say when I'm hiring, when I'm interviewing. I only want people that are wake up in the morning and they're excited to work here. Okay. Mm. I want you to be happy and excited. I had another guy that wasn't excited. It wasn't working out for whatever reason. Okay. And I told him, I said, you know, from the beginning, we spoke how exciting I want. I want, I want people that are happy for your sake and for my sake, but I want, I want you to be happy to work here. I don't even be looking at the clock every minute waiting to get out, you know? Yeah. And that's really what, and I, I have to do my share to make that happen, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they love it. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah, it, it that that brings back a memory of someone that I interviewed earlier, uh, Brian Scudamore, who is the uh, owner, the founder of One Eight Hundred Got Junk. And you can go back and listen to that episode if you want to. It's a it's a really good one. But he started his company off, got up to eleven employees, and then guess what he did? He came in one day and saw that nobody was smiling. Nobody was having fun. He fired everybody. 
Now he lost some clients because the business had grown with 11 employees. Now he's totally rebuilt it. He has a big O2E brands with all these different brands underneath that, one of which is still one undercut junk. He's going to do $300 million this year. Amazing story. But he was not going to sacrifice the culture. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important. Yeah. So, so how do people get in touch with you um, if they want to learn more about you or Hierarch? Or so I always give everyone my cell phone number, is always, which is, I'll tell you, 203-721-5405. Again, that's part of, because I have the, the, the system set up in a way where I'm able to be in touch with everyone. Okay. It's not, you don't have to go through the process of reaching out to this guy. Call me directly on my cell phone. I'll, and we'll get the ball rolling just like that. We move very quick like that. Again, the number is 203-721-5405. Um, but, you know, and I always tell people, I say, like, I'm not, I, don't, I don't go after sales. I was on the phone with a guy two days ago. Okay, he asked me if I could give him a price on the roof. And he said, yeah, you're going to have to come in at this certain price. I said, listen, I want you to understand. I'm here for you, I told him. I said, if it doesn't work, if I'm not going to try and hustle you to, to give me the business. If, if I could do well for you at the price point, I said, then I promise you, you're never going to look, you want me, you want to hire. Okay. And if not, then I just tell you, Hey, you're, you're best off. You have a great option over there. A great opportunity. Run with it. I'm not, I'm not desperate. I'm not, I'm really not. And, and, you know, sometimes obviously that brings, you know, the clients my way because they know that they can trust me. Um, yeah. We have a, a website, hire roofing uh, right now. It's just a landing page, hire It's a landing page because so far the first two years, I haven't, my clients didn't need me to have a website. I'm more focused on, there's only so much time in a day, you know? Yeah. So we like to focus on what we could focus on, what makes the most sense. Process. Um, <laughs> so process and systems have been, if, now that you're, we'll, 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 have been a huge, huge, huge part of, of everything we did by us. Um, I have um, a rock star assistant, okay, who is automating a lot of stuff, takes my vision and my ideas and really puts it, puts it through and we that really gives us the opportunity to scale again through my coach this uh, mr sicherman okay i've learned a lot about process and systems documenting it right away getting it down even just bullet pointing just just unloading we call it a brain dump just dump it out okay and and you'll slowly get back to it but there's been i have i get so much pleasure in showing people my systems because it's such high level stuff. It's great, you know? Well, and you worked your, your hind quarters off uh, to achieve that. The reason I'm saying this is, and I'm making an assumption here, but I think it's a fairly educated assumption because of my experience with systems and processes. I have so much more confidence after I write a process out, a workflow, a step-by-step. And the simple fact that I understand it, it's down on paper, and if I have somebody else do it, they know exactly what it is I expect of them. Mm -hmm. There's maybe not necessarily clarity yet because the system as a whole may not be complete, but there's definite direction. Yep. It's, it's, and I mean, the fact that you don't, you're, you, there's much less dropping of the ball, we'll call it, because everything is there. You know, you, you have these checklists and, and the consistency that the clients see. It's just, it's great. It's, I mean, that I learned from, uh, uh, the e-myth, you know, he talks about the consistency that people want sub on a subconscious level, at least, um, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's great when you have systems. So you, you're killing eight birds with one stone. You're making sure you're not dropping the ball. Your clients love it. You're able to scale. It's just, it's, and, and, and your, your team, 
loves it. They know exactly what they have to do, when they have to do. That's always a, a, an issue. The people are, and, and they're scared of when they're working in a company, you know, they don't want to ask too many questions because they don't want to like piss off their, their leader. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then they're not hundred percent sure what to do. If you have a process set up for them, they, they, they're able to excel and they feel much more confident in what they're doing in their job when they know exactly what they have to do. Yep. You, you nailed it. And then you, you had mentioned E-Myth, uh, the E-Myth revisited. I was just going to pull it out and show it, but it's, it's around down on my desk there, but amazing book for any yeah. business owner. Uh, simply amazing. Um, so thank you for sharing this time today. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up? Um, no, I, I, yeah, actually, one more thing I want to say, and this actually might be a plug for you for Bottleneck, is that I found the, the virtual assistant um, has been um, a game changer for me. Because what that does is, and I can't, I can't yet vouch for Bottleneck itself, but you, you, you could, to be frank and honest, but the, the concept, okay, of virtual assistants has been Tremendous, and the very simple reason for that is, is because you're able to access so much more quality. You're not limited to the two mile radius of my of where I live or where my office is. So mm-hmm. I have right now, I have four employees. Okay, I have one is local, and the other three are virtuals. And I'm about to get another one. We're we're we're, we're interviewing someone tomorrow, actually from Bottleneck, which you came highly recommended through my coach, and she's someone I swear by everything she tells me to do. Um, and she, she actually puts through, you know, your, all these companies through the ringer before she recommends it to her clients. Mm. Um, so that's why she was, she, she came out really positive about bottleneck, but I, I, it's so key because I'm able to now, first of all, the course, obviously more often than not, you're able to, you don't have to, you know, you're much more open to getting better bang for your buck. We'll call it. Yep. Um, so I have one person in Chicago, I have one person in Wisconsin, I have one person in the Philippines, and I'm able to handpick from millions of people instead of from the 200 people that, that are in my neighborhood. And it's- Talent pool is awesome. greatly it's, enhanced, it's yeah. Greatly enhanced. And you know what? Everything we do is technology-based these days. And there's, I mean, my, 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 my uh, assistant in Chicago, she's able to do everything. Like she doesn't have to be next door in the next room right over. There's, real, there's almost no difference. You well, know, you and I, I'm in Springfield, uh, Missouri. You're in, you're in New exactly. Jersey, right? Yeah, Connecticut. 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 Yeah. Sorry. No, but that's, uh, we have an office in New Jersey also, actually. So that's, that's I think that's what they're, that's right. why I said New Jersey. Um, but that, that's a huge, huge, huge asset to the business is the virtual assistant and te- technology. So we like to work with technology as much as we can. And we've been, uh, sucking all the juice out of technology. You know, we're really oh, doing- that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, Yakir, I cannot thank you enough uh, for sharing your story, um, talking about the way you're running your business. Uh, I'm super impressed, uh, to say the thank least, you. of where you started just a short time ago and to where you are now. It, it just it blows my mind uh, that you've, you've come so far so quick and you still have a smile on your face. You know, you're still, <laughs> you're still going strong. Uh, and yeah. that's, I think... A, a huge, huge says something big about you and the culture um, and the core values that you live by. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm really stoked that, uh, you know, you're a family man first uh, and then the business. I, I just, 
I just, I'm really impressed with everything you're doing. So I, I just want to say thanks. Thanks. And, and hats off to you for uh, doing such Thank a good job. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And we're really looking forward to, to doing some work together and that, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Definitely. Well, hold on one quick second and I'll go ahead and wrap up, but you can go and uh, all this will be in the show notes. So I'm going to put all of its links. I'll put the link to the book, uh, the E-Myth Revisited in there. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can check that out, but, uh, but you can go and learn all you want to about Yakir. This is going to be uh, all over the place on Apple podcasts and anywhere you want to consume this. It's there. Uh, if you have any questions, please reach out to us. You can send us an email, info at bottleneck.online. Again, thanks so much for tuning in to Culture Eat Strategy. My name is Jamie J. And on behalf of Yakir Markowitz of Hark Roofing, uh, I want to say thanks. And remember to be kind. Uh, that's our, our slogan here is leading with kindness. And, you know, practice this. Uh, do something uh, that is nice. I'll give you an example. The other day, um, I went to get my car washed. And as I was waiting for the car wash, I walked across the street to Taco Bell and about a dozen tacos for the car wash people. That absolutely made their day. Um, I got a really clean car too, but just little things like that, little acts of kindness will right. make this world a much better place. And that's where the ripple effect comes in. So, uh, Yakir, thank you so much for stopping by today. And uh, thank you for listening to Culture Eat Strategy. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you again soon.